the verse that we're really looking at is Ephesians 6.1. It says, children, obey your parents. You know, we've heard that. We know that. Children, obey your parents. Um, but it fits in there with grandparents, children, everybody living wise, living a lot. It continues to say, it says, listen, my son. But chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Others teaching. Proverbs 4.10, listen, my son, accept what I say. Proverbs 4 and 20, my son, pay attention. He continues to say, my son, pay attention, listen. How many times has your parents said, listen, listen? And as I reflected upon Ephesians 6.1, it says, children, obey your parents. Then I'm thinking, okay, I'm a child, right? When is it, when do I stop, when do I stop? obeying and loving and honoring my parents. I'm thinking it just goes on and on and on. It's like the Energizer Bunny. It just keeps going on and on. And so, um, morning, Moses. Good to have you here. Um, you have this thought through Scripture. It says, listen, pay attention. And so there in Ephesians 6 is where we are today. If you turn there in the book of Ephesians, um, it's the New Testament. It's on the right-hand side. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Um, it's a real small book in there. So, But it's a great book. Paul's writing that book to the Ephesian church, and he's very simply saying, look, there's an order. There's husbands. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I like that. That it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy. I'm like, okay, it's nice. It's great. You know, I've done all that. You know, got married, got had children, had to split the eastern sky. It's time, okay? Um, every day there seems to be problem to problem to problem. So, you know, this life here, um, is, is a life the Lord has given to us. And it's really, to me, is like a test. Everything we do is a test, it seems like. Everything that we go through. And so, children, obeying your parents in the Lord. Obey means to listen attentively to what your parents say to you. Now, how many times have you listened to your parents? Let me go over here to the kids' side. You, know it, you, you go, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're not really listening. It's kind of like me as a husband, and the wife's talking, and then she'll go, she'll go, hey, hey, what did I say? I go, oh, man, honey, you are so beautiful, man. I just love you so much. She goes, she goes hold on, stop. What did I just say? Well, you know, you know, I had, I had no idea what she just said. I have no clue what she said. I was just kind of there, but I wasn't really listening attentively, right? Um, it's kind of like you're in school, and they go, there will be a test at the end of this lecture, okay? And everybody, boy, everybody's just, boy, just, everybody's just getting with it, right? We're right. Yeah, well, you got to listen attentively. You have to listen with your ears, and it's always best to write things down, too, because if you listen and you write and then you say it, the retention level goes up to about 70 to 80%. So maybe when your parents are, are saying something, hold on, Mom, down. get my little pad out here and start writing down. What would you say now? Uh, oh, okay. No, whatever. Don't you wish Mom and Dad they would do that? Yeah, absolutely. Amen, corners over here. Absolutely. And so, I mean, honoring your parents. So obeying is listen attentively. And then you do what they say. Oh, my gosh. What a novel idea. Okay, your parents say something, and then you do what they say. Huh. I mean, why else would your parents say something? They just don't say it to say it. I mean, um, but, but yeah, I know. I know, we're older, and we really don't realize changing times. Things have changed a lot. And so we haven't really been to many places. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny because now, yeah, I know, because now, you know, I have a 32-year-old son. <laughs> you go, 32? I'm only nine, right? Yeah, 32. Well, 
and, and, and years ago, you know, he, he called me. He was, they were running a, a group of kids through this, this series type thing, and they had these small groups, and they were all going. They had houses they stayed in, and they were going through some different things with kids. And it, he came to realize how blessed he was to have a mom and a dad and a home and a roof and something to eat. It hit him like a ton of bricks. Dad, now I get what you were saying. He goes, now I have two kids. I totally get what you're saying. And I'm going, hello, hello. Okay, now I'm not the most perfect guy, but I do have a few things I like to say. And so the children, you know, and I, and I get it. I was the same way. I would look at my dad, and, and I just get that look like, you know, I had that, you know, that the truck thing, right? You know, you ran over your dad, reverse, put it in reverse. You just didn't want to hear what he had to say. You were just like, Dad doesn't know what he's talking about. And so I'm looking at him, and then Dad would say, that a famous line, I know what you're thinking, son. And I'm going, you have no idea what I'm thinking. I'm like, you have no idea. If you only knew, you would, yeah, it would be worse than what's going on here. And so, um, but, I mean, parents, children, in God's word, I'm thinking that there was a great illustration of a son who listened to his father and only did what his father would do. And he would say, not my will, but his will be done. And he would ask him, talk to him, seek him every morning. I'm thinking that's a pretty good example of what I should be like as a child. Checking in with the master every single day. So, obeying my parents is listening attentively. Jesus, of course, is our ultimate example. He listened and he obeyed. And then he did what the father, he only did what he saw his father doing. I think that's what we need to hear today for us. He only saw what his father was doing. He only did that. I'm thinking, I do a lot of things about the day that pretty much James wants to do, right? I mean, is your day filled with your things you'd like to do? I mean, surely, right? I mean, I stop by the QT, and I, and I go over here, and I do the stuff at the house, and then I'm over here to do a few things here, and then I go over here and do the stuff at work, and I'm, I'm always kind of doing things for, for, for me. And so I think the Lord might want us to understand that He wants us to listen and be obedient and then to actually do what He says. Because the parents, really, they're a guide for you. They, they give you direction and guidance. They watch over you day and night. That's their job. I came home the other day, and my 19-year-old, he's still there. He's still in bed. I'm like, what's going on? He, you know, they stay up late, and they work nights, and I'm like, whatever. That's fine. Sleep. But, but, and then he goes, man, he goes, man why, why did you text me so much? Why are you calling me? And I'm going, man, I got this. And I go, oh, I am so sorry. I said, I am so sorry that I love you so much. So sorry. He walked away. He goes, whatever, whatever. I'm so sorry. Isn't it something? Don't you love your kids? Don't you love your children? I'll do anything for my child anything. And I've been some places where I don't want them to be. And so therefore, I'm constantly teaching them. It's like the Deuteronomic law. The Lord's like, okay, as you're walking and as you're talking and as you're sitting and as you're traveling, you're what? You're teaching and training your kids there. Deuteronomy 5 and 6, you're teaching them on the way. I mean, always on the way. I love teachable moments. I love that. But honoring your parents being obedient by listening attentively. And then it says to honor your father and mother. 
which is the first commandment with promise. I'm thinking, okay, first commandment. I thought first commandment was, you know, you should have no other gods before me. You know, G-I-V-S, F-M radio, give me some muscle. Anyway, that's the Ten Commandments. But maybe it was because it's the second part of the fifth is a first. I don't know. Or is it like a first importance? We don't know. But whatever it is, just know that it should be what? It should be right front and center, honoring your father and your mother. How do you honor your father and mother? How do you honor them? Do I stop honoring them when I said I do to my wife? And, you know, the, the, you know, because it says, you know, the two become one, and then, you know, and then, you know, love you. How do I honor my parents? So I know you're asking that question. How do I honor my parents? Well, let me tell you how to honor your parents. When they say something and then you do it, you follow through with it. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like when my older son, years ago when he was dating, I told you the story before, and he went to the movies with his, his girlfriend. They went out with another couple. They went out and they enjoyed the movie. But as they were in the middle of the movie, the movie was showing things that was against what dad was talking about, some things that dad didn't like. And so since I taught James a certain way, James was thinking, gee, I don't think like, this is good. This can't, this is not. And so he looked at his girlfriend and said, hey, let's, let's go out to the, and he asked, well, you don't got to go. No, we'll go. All right. So they went out and they sat in the foyer of the theater why the other couple watched the rest of the movie, and they got done and came out, and then they went out to eat. What does that tell you? That tells me that something stuck. Does that make sense? Something stuck to where that boy made some decisions to act upon what dad said, therefore honoring his mom and his dad. Isn't that awesome? Honoring is by doing what? You're actually going to do what they say. Isn't that like the Lord? When the Lord says, don't judge. You're like, got that. You walk out, and you see that person on the side of the road, we'll work for food. And you're going, God, what a loser, man. Get a job. Right? Oh, whoa, whoa, stop. Don't know. There haven't been there, right? Haven't been there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's a scammer. Okay, I had one guy that watched it through, and, and okay, the one guy was a scammer. Okay, this one, anyway, I'll tell you the story. It's crazy. It's kind of like, but there are those that are needy, right? Absolutely. And so you never know. You never know. Um, so make sure that we're obedient. So when the Father says this, I think He means it. I think He really means it. And so honoring the Father by what? Reading and doing. Isn't that something? I have, I have a feeling that we're really good with reading. We're real good with reading. Um, and then the next step is what? Is to do what it says. Isn't that the hard part? That's the hard part, right? When you... When the, when the word says, it says, oh, it says, bless those who persecute you. Oh, yes. I just go to work and go, oh, yes. When that boss yells at me and it makes my reports more, da, 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 I'm like, oh, I just want to bless you, brother. I just want to love on you. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, just keep coming. Bring it on. Bring on the heat. I, he wants us to do, he wants us to take care of what? With each other. And so, um, I know, as being a child's hard and, and growing up's hard, and then I get 16, I get 17, I get 18, and I'm starting to spread my wings. I got this going on. Well, how do you still honor your mom and your dad? Well, you, you consider them as of great value and worth. <laughs> when have you ever done that? I, I consider my mom and dad great worth, and they're very valuable. I wonder what things you value. I value my phone. It's right here. I, I, I will not let no one have that. That's that's $1,000 in the pocket, right? You're not getting that phone. I'm sorry. It's right there. Um, 
I value my family. And I value, right? I value the, I, my Bible. All right, I am not. You're not going to get this. This is mine. I'm sorry. I'll get you one. I'll buy you one. But this is mine. My dad gave it to me years ago. This is mine. The dogs ate out of it. I mean, I mean, this is mine. I mean, this is mine. And so I value those things. Do you value your mom and dad? Really? There was a time when I was younger. Um, I didn't. But I'm learning now that I need to value my mom and my dad. Here's the wife. She's texting me and calling me on the phone. I'm at work, and, and, and I'm like, oh, I can't take call. I'm busy. She goes, honey, goes, honey, you don't understand. I'm driving to Dallas, and, and, and we're coming back. <clears throat> I'm in this cab. I go, okay, I understand. She goes, I'm taking my mom to, to, to Dallas to, to, to her cancer treatments. And, and she goes, the cab driver's driving 25 miles an hour on the expressway. The windows are down. There's no air. It's hot. She goes, I think I'm going to die. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm like, I'm like, come on, honey, you got it. Come on, you'll be all right. She's like, honey, you just want to, you, know, you, want to, you won't believe what just happened. And she, she's like, oh, my gosh. And so and by the time she gets back home, it's been all day taking care of her mama. We sit down at dinner, and I'm just listening to all her story again. And again, I'm just kind of laughing. But then I'm thinking, what a horrible day you had as far as the cab driver. Right, mama? That was a terrible day. That was a terrible day. And then I started thinking, that is honoring your parents by sweating. I mean, in the, can you imagine a car going 25 on the highway? 25. The guys that don't know what you're talking about, don't know what you, what you, what you, what you, I mean, it's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, my gosh. What, what, what? They don't know what's going on. They can't communicate. I'm like, how, why is this guy even in the car? What's going on? And so I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. How do you know? And so and the car, cars are passing, honking, and that's honoring her mom inside the cab because she's going to take care of her mom no matter what. Does that make sense? No matter the problem, you take care of your parents. I could learn something from you. You can too. Because we can sit there and say, oh yeah, you're right on. But when it comes Monday, and it's just you and her or him, and they got problems, like when my dad was severely sick in the hospital, and things were going on, I had to take things, care of things I didn't want to take care of, but I did anyway. Why? Because I honored my dad, right? I love him more precious than rubies or gold. They're precious. But you don't understand, Pastor James, my dad, I, I didn't like my dad. I just, it just didn't go well. Well, I'm sorry, but your loving father tells you to still honor, I know, I know, I know, and I don't get that, okay, I don't, I don't get that, because I had a great loving father, um, and so I apologize that that happened, but, but he still wants you in some way, some fashion to honor your mom and your dad, and so young guys and gals, just take this from my heart, know that, that um, you need to highly esteem them, highly regard them, revere them, respect them, in all that they do. And it says this, if you do that, if you do that, you'll have long life on the earth. Wow, that's pretty good, right? What a promise. That's a great promise. Um, long life. What a great promise. Well, there are great promises in God's Word. So what are some reasons that obedience might be critical? Is obedience really that critical? I mean, 
I used to sing that old song, trust and obey, for there's no other way. We sang all my life as a kid. All right, I mean, is it really? Have you ever read through the Old Testament? The whole Old Testament, 39 books? It's like, disobey, 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 disobey. Is it really that important to the Father? Is it really that important that he would, that he would say, okay, you didn't get that? There's fire on the camp. I mean, fire. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't have, I mean, how, how many times have you disobeyed God? I've never seen fire. Or I've seen things happen, all right? But, or he'll send snakes. Ah, there's snakes. I mean, I mean, have you read the book? Have you read it? I'm thinking God the Father really, 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 really wants us to obey him. I mean, and it's not like he sits there with a big stick. No, he loves us so much. He goes, man, everything is yours. Everything I have is yours. All you got to do is just love me and obey me. That's all you have to do. And so why is it so critical? It's so critical because obeying God in small matters is an essential step in receiving God's greatest blessings. <laughs> the small things matter. Taking the trash out matters. <laughs> That's my job. I've had it since I was a kid. I've still got it. That's my job for the rest of my life. Go scrub out the tub. <clears throat> Go pick up the dog stuff out in the backyard. Oh, man. Well, you said you'd take it. Oh, man, if you get that dog, I'll take care of it. You said. They still don't do it. I'm still shoveling today. The small things matter. Folding laundry. Oh, I don't like that. Be home at midnight. Not 12.01. <laughs> All right? That's what mom and dad said. They said, be home at midnight. Well, they don't understand. I just, the 12 is okay. No, it's not okay. Dad said 12. Crazy, right? Okay, how about make your bed each day before you go to the school? Oh, gosh, that's just so old-fashioned. Did you know? Psychologically, things are saying that they that when you do that, it, it sets the pace for the day. I don't. There's something about that. You need to check into that. There's something about having that discipline and that that routine. It's really, 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 really good. So make sure you take care of the small things. They're not trivial. God is looking to see if you got the laundry out. What? You know why he's looking? He wants to see if you're obedient. And then when he sees you're obedient in that taking care of the laundry or the trash, he goes, ha, why don't you go out there and take care of this one? Matt, you got that? Check. Now I'm going to give you that. Why don't you just run the whole city? Matter of check. Run the whole country. He looks for the what? The small. Isn't that what my dad did? He always gave me things that I might fail at. A lot of times I did. He'd come back and say, hey, you know, didn't, just, didn't those do so good, but try this. He always wanted me to excel. Don't you think your heavenly father wants you to excel? Don't you think your earthly father wants you to excel? Absolutely. I want the very best for my kids. Your obedience always will benefit others. I like that. It'll benefit others because when you are obedient, it blesses others. There's no doubt when I'm obedient as a husband and wife, uh, and it's for the wife and, and the family and as a, as a dad, 
Others are blessed. My kids are blessed. My family is blessed. There's no doubt that that transpires. And then when we obey God, we will never be disappointed. Never. Obedience always leads to blessing. Let me say it again. Obedience always leads to blessing. We all like to be blessed, don't we? I mean, we, we do. We don't like to be blessed. Well, just be obedient. Just be obedient to what the Lord has to say. Great story. Great stories in God's Word. There's a story that um, Elijah, he, uh, he was coming through the city, and, you know, Elijah just left. Oh, the, the horsemen and chariots, oh, from the world, he's gone, right? And then Elijah gets the, and he's walking into the city, and there's these 42 youths. That's a lot of youths. 42 of them. 42 kids. Can you imagine having, having 10 kids? Eight? Six? I, can't I have three. I'm thinking of three. I can't imagine having four or five. 42 of them, they see this prophet walking along, and I guess Elijah's bald, right? He doesn't have much hair. And they go, Hey, old baldy. <laughs> okay, now. Hey, bald head, go on up, you old bald head. That's what they were saying. They kept mocking him. Go ahead, you old bald head. Now, number one, you're disrespecting God's man. Right? He's got the prophet speaks to the people from the Lord, right? He hears and he speaks. And so, and they already knew who he was. And they was having a little fun. Well, the Lord didn't take too kind of that. The prophet didn't either. The prophet just turned around and said, uh, excuse me, boys, and he kind of called down a curse on them, and these two bears came out of the woods. Two bears. Now, I don't know about you, but when I saw a bear at Yellowstone National Park, it was down below. Thank the Lord. I'm like, man, that's a big bear. And I got back in my truck, and we just drove on. Everybody's good, right? I don't think I want to see a bear up close to me. I'm thinking a bear is pretty big, big claws. Two of them came in and mauled, the Word of God says, mauled. I had to look that up this morning. I said, what is mauled? Mauled is, where is that on my note here? Mauled is attacked, mutilated, and mangled. When I see that, yeah, that's not good. What's that telling me? Why did those youth say that? Why did kids say what they say sometimes? They learned it from their parents. I bet you they were back home and their parents talked about that old bald-headed man. That old bald-headed, Elijah and all So then when the kids get out from the house, they go, that old bald-headed guy, there he is now. Say, that old bald-head. And they paid the ultimate price. For what? They're not being obedient and honoring their elders or honoring those the Lord told us to honor. And so, gosh, can you imagine how horrible is that? Now, what kind of influence, what influences us and shapes us? What molds us? Did you realize that certain things shape you and mold you and guide you and direct you? We already know the parents do that, right? That's our job. Guys and gals, your parents are molding you and shaping you. They are. They're shaping you. What other things influence us? Well, did you know that media really influences you? Your phones, your Snapchat, your Polo, your YouTube, your TikTok, your Instagram, your FaceTime, your Lipsy, your, your Kick, your House Party, your Ola, your Zip2, and your, your BitLife. Should I go on? Those are all apps, by the way, that kids use. TikTok, whatever that is. TikTok, TikTok. You can get that app and I'll break that talk. Anyway, <laughs> that shapes your life. 
Everything you watch, everything you do, shapes who you are. Don't think for a minute that the enemy wants to use those things. They're not going to be used for the good. Absolutely. But I've only seen lots of bad, because I'm in the schools all the time. And the stuff I see on their screens, I'm thinking, wow. Wow, their minds are being demented. Their minds are being shaped and fashioned. So what else influences us? Matter of fact, quick question. How many hours do you spend on those apps compared to how many hours you spend in the Word? So two hours here and two hours there, right? That's a great, okay, so two hours. That's good, good job. Or is it four hours and, well, <laughs> pastors will be preaching this Sunday. I'll get something in. How many hours do you get in? Well, you know, that's, that's antiquated. No, that's living and active. Sharper than a two-edged sword. That right there will renew your mind. That right there will take, well, we better get off that. I'll start going crazy and I'll have a little good time. We'll let Pastor Leo do that. He's our evangelist. He gets on with it. So, yeah, that shapes us. And oh, here's a good one. How about our friends? Do you think your friends shape who you are? There's a great verse I always like to read. It's that 1 Corinthians. It says this. It says, bad company corrupts good character. You ever heard that verse? <laughs> I, I wonder if friends can influence who we are. Hmm. And make us maybe divert from honoring and taking care of our parents. I wonder if that has any kind of a factor. You know, those you hang around will affect your future. How do I know someone's good to hang around? You'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. Apple trees produce what? Apples. Right? Orange trees produce oranges. When you start having your friends, when they're sitting there and they're using foul language, they're disrespecting authority, they're talking bad about their parents, and they're asking you to do wrong things, then you're hanging around bad company. And when you're hanging around bad company, it influences you, and it heads you in the wrong direction. Ask the question, does that friend, does that friend lead me closer to Christ, or does that friend lead me away from Christ? Matter of fact, better than that, when you get ready to marry that person that you get ready to marry, you ask yourself, does that person help me get closer to Christ? Does that person really fulfill and help me be the more that I can be in Christ? You need to ask those questions because um, life is short. Obedience. And of course we know, as I mentioned, this will ultimately shapes your values. And that's what shapes me every day. And I love that. I love reading the Word. I get up every morning and read this Word. Um, I get up in the dark. Yep, when it's still dark. Got up this morning a little extra early because... We had some things to take care of this morning, but man, I was up and um, just had a great time reading his word. Do you know what? He speaks every day, every minute, every second. He's speaking. He loves us so much. He wants us to dig into his word and know it like the back of our hands. So yes, our moms and dads, the word of God, our friends and media all shape who we are, and it all helps us what? either helps us or deteriorates what? How we honor our parents. Notes to parents, real quick, quick notes. Children are a gift from the Lord. They're a treasure. We know that. Children listen 
They observe and they absorb everything you say and do. You ever notice that? There are certain things my dad says and does. I thought, I'm never going to do that. Guess what I'm doing? The same thing. The way my dad holds his hands, the way he says things, his posture. I mean, I'm like, I, I, I'm all, I was wearing a coat my dad gave me. I don't know, a couple years ago, and the wife saw me from back behind. She thought I, I was. She thought I was dad for my dad for a second. She said, "Oh my gosh!" I had a flash. It was like your dad. I said, "It is my dad." Oh my gosh! That's, that's almost insane. I didn't even have. They are listening. They're absorbing, moms and dads. You know everything, everything that you say, even the, the motions or or even the the nonverbals. They're watching, man. They are so watching you. It is so crazy how they're just those little eyes. Isn't that funny when you first get your child and they're, they're brand new? There's like the big old eyes. They're trying to focus. Isn't that awesome when they're little babies? Someone's going to have another one, right? No, I don't. Grandbabies. Just, they're just like trying to figure things out. And then they're looking to you like, what, oh, oh, is that how you do it? Okay, that's what I'll do then too. You ever thought about that? The way you handle it, the way they're going to handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the source of education in spiritual things for your children. Children need their parents, yes, both of them dearly. Children want to see you win in adversity. Give them affection, love, and lots of it. Now, the daughter of Ruth Graham, Ann Lott, said the most important nugget of truth she ever got from her mom was that she said, God is enough, period. She carries it around with her every single day. Mom told me God's enough, period. That's the nugget she gets. Parents, what are you passing down to your kids? What are you passing to them? I've got things that I have that I have for the kids. I want to make sure they get certain things, but the one thing I want them to know is that I want them to say about dad is when he passes on, you know, dad was always up early and he always checked in. He was always up early and he always checked in. That's what I want him to say at my graveside. Dad was always up and he always checked in. Parents, give your kids time, and don't be harsh with them. You know that scripture in Ephesians 6, 4 later on, it says don't be harsh, don't, don't, don't do certain things. In other words, don't give them unreasonable expectations. It's like, you know they're going to fail at it, just don't do that. Make sure you what? Love on them, give them unconditional love, time, security, affection, boundaries, yes, and be consistent, yes, they need that. Well, as we wrap up today, and realize that it's honoring the Lord to do what? To honor Him and to love Him and to be obedient. There's a quick story I'll say and finish up. Brother, would you come and kind of just pray for us? I'd love that. Thank you so much. Um, there's a, a story in God's Word that's always bothered me. Um, it's a great story. But it's when you have Saul, and it's there in 1 Samuel 15. And Saul is the first king of Israel, the very first. And Samuel anoints him. And the Lord speaks to Saul and says, Saul, I want you to go and take out the Amalekites. I want you to wipe them out. Don't take nothing. Wipe them out. Cattle, sheep, kings, Families, kids, wife and mine. I'm thinking, wow, that's that's drastic. I mean, we can't understand that Western mindset. We don't. That's, that's why 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 would the Lord say that? 
Because that nation of people would not serve the Father. They didn't love the Lord. And even their kids and everything they had, the Lord's like, you know what? They will not. He kept talking to them. He kept sending people to them. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. Wouldn't listen. Wouldn't listen. And so the Lord said, wipe them out. So Saul said, okay. He went there and he wipes them out. But as they were wiping them out, he noticed a sheep and some cattle. And he goes, those are pretty prime sheep. Those are good looking cows. Matter of fact, there's these two guys over here, these two kings. Just, we'll save them too. He saved those thinking, you know what? I'll take those sheep and cattle and I'll, we'll have sacrifices to God. That's what we'll do because that's what I want to do. I'm not going to be obedient. I'm going to do what I want to do and do that. So he took those and he was there and then Samuel came to visit him because God told him to go visit Saul. And Samuel gets there and says, what have you done? Saul said, what do you mean what I've done? I, I've done what the Lord told me to do. And Samuel said, no, you didn't. I hear those sheep. I hear those cows. You weren't obedient. So the Lord took the kingdom away from who? From Saul because of his disobedience. I mean, the Lord is so gracious and mercy and loving. Oh, he loves us so much. Oh, my gosh, he's so long-suffering. He holds his hands out all day long to us. He wants us to exceed. He wants us to excel. But he wants us to be obedient. That's what he wants.